0: God bless you as we seek the Lord together for the year 2022. This is STL 22. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for how beautiful you are, how wonderful you are. We thank you for how present you are in our lives. We thank you for being a present help in a time of trouble. We thank you for being with us, never leaving us or forsaking us. We thank you for speaking to us directly to our situations all the time, God. We thank you for being so involved. We need you. It's in you that we live, move, and have our being. We can't live without you. We can't move without you. We don't have any being. We have no purpose outside of you. We have no identity um, outside of you. Outside of you, we don't know who we are. And we thank you so much for inviting us into fellowship with you, God. We thank you so much. Hallelujah for just enveloping us and surrounding us with your spirit. We thank you so much because you don't withhold yourself from us. Glory to God. You keep pouring yourself out upon us and we are so thankful God that you just continue to take us from glory to glory hallelujah we thank you glory to the name of the lord for greater understanding we thank you hallelujah for shining light on your word and teaching us who we are through it thank you so much for such a time as this thank you for everything you are teaching us and imparting into us In this season, thank you so much for blessing us. Glory to the name of the Lord, as we have set our hearts to seek you, God. And we're finding that as we are seeking you, we are finding out more about ourselves because Lord, it is in you that we live, move, and have our being. Thank you so much, Jesus, for the love you have for us. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your shed blood. Thank you for your broken body. You are so awesome, so beautiful, so lovely. And it is in your name that we do pray. T- speak, Lord. Teach, Lord. Your servants, your disciples are listening. We love you. Your children are at your feet. Speak to us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today, our lesson is entitled, While Adam Slept. While Adam Adam slept glory to the name of the Lord we're going to get into this get your plate get your knife get your fork it's time to eat okay we are about to dig in into this good word of God it's sweeter than honey this word is good glory to the name of the Lord it is to be more highly esteemed than Food. we need this we can't just live by food alone we have to live by every word all the word every word that proceeds from god and we're still in genesis and we're still in genesis chapter 2 and we're still in genesis 2 and 18 <laughs> so if you have your bibles please turn with me to genesis chapter 2 verse 18 okay Genesis chapter two, 18, and we're gonna read to the 22nd verse. This topic is of the utmost importance in this season um, because it seemed like there was just like this influx of prophecies about weddings and about marriages and about kingdom spouses. Um, But I didn't see preceding that, like this influx of people speaking about God's desire to process you and prepare you. marriage because I want to tell you all something. God is not going to give you something that he has not prepared you for. Do you understand that? God is not going to hand you something and start prophesying something to you that he hasn't made room in your life for. So if God is telling you your kingdom spouse is coming, then that should be um a word that's followed by a season of preparation intimacy with god um a strengthening of your identity an understanding of your purpose he's not just gonna throw you into the marriage he's going to cause you to become a wife he's going to um pour in that good godly womanly biblical character into you he's going to teach you Um, you know, how to be chaste and discreet, just like Titus 2 says, he is going to impart into you everything that you would need, the heart that you need and the mind that you need and the spirit that you need to love your own husbands and your children. Glory to the name of the Lord. He's going to impart these things into you. So that means if you have issues in a hardened heart, you have trust issues, jealousy issues, God will take you to the side. And he will work on that. Why does he do that before he gives you to someone? Because he wants you to have a good and successful drama-free marriage. Can you imagine that? That he wants you to be so sound in him and so spiritual that when you get into the marriage, you understand your place and your position and your husband understands his place and his position. And he's functioning as a type of Christ and you're functioning as a type of the church. And y'all come together as this harmonious union and you, all, you both display the will of God to the world and it's not divorce and almost divorce and it's not adultery and infidelity and it's not none of those things. Now, those things happen sometimes because we're human. OK, sometimes we do encounter issues. The takeaway from this is what I want you to understand. I want you to understand that if God is going to give you a spouse, he's going to prepare you for that spouse. He's not just going to throw you at him. God is going to take you to the side um, and teach you how to be a woman, teach you how to be a wife, and more specifically, teach you how to be a wife to that particular man. God knows what he wants for that man. He knows who he wants that man to be 10 years from now and 20 years from now, and God is imparting into you everything that it would take for him to get there so that you can be that suitable Helper, we understand that, right? As this man journeys on his narrow path into the kingdom, you are going before him as um, a source of strength and stability and protection for his heart in his interest. God is going to make you a wife he's going to give you those those good qualities before he just passes you on to that spouse okay so our real kingdom spouse our first kingdom spouse is jesus christ himself and um through him we learn as women i'll say we we'll, we learn how to submit we learn how to serve we learn how to obey we learn how to operate in authority we learn about um the importance of intimacy Okay. Listen, I'm going to, um, teach about that teaching about, uh, how, how we get close to God and spend time in prayer with him and things of that nature. It's important that whenever God wakes you up to pray that you go ahead on and just pray when God wants to spend that time with you, um, that time free of distractions while your children are still sleeping and your husband is still sleeping. When God calls you to the side and he says, no, I want you this, that's the time you get up and you go and you see, well, God, let's talk, you know? And what you'll find is that it's just in the still and the peace of the night, the midnight hours that God wants to pour into you. And sometimes he wants to prepare you. And sometimes he wants to, um, you know, impart some type of a uh, special blessing, sanctioning and ordination. He wants to offer you protection. He wants you up pl- praying while other people are sleeping um, so that you can have some type of special hedge around you and your family. You know, it's important for us to appreciate intimacy with God, whatever time he decides to wake us up, whatever time he tells us. Right. And um, having that type of relationship with the Lord prepares us for marriage. It prepares us to be the wives that whoever our husband is as an individual, um, what he'll need this year this year so a lot of people I a lot of people are not like this <laughs> but this year i will be 34 years old <laughs> that is just so amazing to me it's amazing to me that god has brought me to this age and this far in life and i'm so grateful um that as the lord wills i'll be turning 34 years old this year um But what's even more significant to me, besides the fact that I'm aging, is that I can still tangibly see how God is preparing me to be a spouse, okay? This is something that was not necessarily a hope or a dream of mine, okay? Um, You know, I, I came from the world, but I hadn't had a boyfriend since I was about 19 years old because I just did not like relationships like that, serious relationships. So um, the whole thing about marriage definitely was not my idea. This was God's um, perfect will and design for my life, right? And so with all the issues that I've had in the past, of course, coming out of the world, having those very typical, what people would call and make light of, but are actually very serious. Those daddy issues, those rejection issues, those past issues, generational curses where everybody was smoking, everybody was drinking, everybody was fornicating, everybody was divorced. Coming out of all of that, I see how God has taken me to the side And broken all those generational curses. Thank you, Jesus. Took away all the the pain that I had from those daddy issues. Thank you, Jesus. Took away that spirit of rejection. Thank you, Jesus. Completely turned my life around, right? He didn't just throw me on a man. (laughs) Because that would have been a mess. He would have been dealing with a mess. And even if that would have happened, he still would not have been able to help me. My only help would have been Jesus Christ. And so God was really saving me and him from a lot of drama. (laughs) Because trust me, trust me, hear me. I would have brought the drama. Like I don't know about y'all before y'all were processed and before y'all got y'all deliverance. I don't even care. I was saved, Holy Spirit filled, love Jesus, pray for hours. And without some real deliverance and realization of how jacked up I was, I would have brought the drama to the marriage. Okay, it would have been on. (laughs) It would have been on for the brother. And trust me, I guess if he hadn't dealt with his issues, (laughs) it would have just been on in that house in general. And so God has called us to peace. He says, follow peace with all men. Hallelujah. And holiness, right? Without those things, we won't see God. And so of course, God wants us to exercise that and implement that in our homes, in that dynamic before our children, right? He wants us to follow peace, of course, with our spouse and holiness in our marriages and the way we converse and the way we interact with each other, right? This is what God wants. Well, he has to prepare us because Listen, those things don't just come naturally. (laughs) God has to mature us and um, he has to process us and he has to take us through various experiences and um, various seasons, seasons, y'all hear me, of deliverance, okay, where he's just revealing things to you about yourself, revealing things that need to change, revealing things that need to be made over in particular seasons in your life. Glory to the name of the Lord. So he prepares us before he just throws us into, um, a marriage. And so that is the, the core message of this lesson today. While Adam slept. So we see Adam, he's already created, he's naming animals, you know, he has this good fellowship with God. He's already speaking and conversing with him already, right? How awesome is that? God has breathed into his nostrils. How beautiful is this thing? And so um, let's go to Genesis 2 and 18 and let's start reading down to verse 22. So Genesis 2, 18 through 22 and the Lord God said, come on, it is not good (laughs) that the man should be alone. I will make him a help meet. For him and out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Can you imagine the love of God? He's just looking at Adam with so much love in his eyes, like look at him. He's just like, I imagine him. What do you want to call this little thing? And Adam is like, Hmm, I want to call that a shark. It's like, okay, it's a shark then. Whatever you say, (laughs) what do you want to call that thing? Hmm. I want to call that thing a sloth. Like, all right, fine. Then you say it's a sloth. It's a sloth. (laughs) It's always going to be a sloth, Adam, just because you said so. (laughs) Okay. Let's go down to verse 20. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to all fowl of the air into every beast of the field. God is like, what's that thing? Adam is like, mm, that look like a flamingo. Like, he's just out there just naming stuff and God is like, "This a, it's a flamingo y'all, document that, forever. <laughs> So cool. Okay, and so let's go, let's keep going. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. We see like something like the first surgery, right? And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Ooh, okay, let's pause right here. Let's pause right here. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto the man something really interesting takes place while adam slept wow wow all right let me calm down let me calm down the creation of the woman was for adam yet it was not his idea this was not adam's idea he was just out there naming stuff just satisfied naming things he didn't know and we don't know what was going on in his heart and his mind if he was looking at all of these creatures and saying where am I where's my companion why doesn't anything look like me nothing else is speaking you know we don't know um what was going on in his heart okay um but so we don't know whether Adam knew that there was even a need for him to have a companion but God knew how many of us were comfortably single before we got married and how many of us who are unmarried are comfortably single right now (laughs) Like, I get to do what I want to do, you know? I get to eat what I want to eat, you know? I ain't got to cook for nobody. (laughs) I don't have to wash more dishes, you know? I don't have to do more laundry. Like, how many of us don't really know that we need a companion, but God is looking at us saying, no, no, you need a companion. I'm going to prepare someone for you. And as a matter of fact, right now, I'm preparing you for someone. Okay, so um, the union between the man and the woman was completely fashioned within the heart of God. This is something God created. This is something that God thought up. This came from his heart. Okay, this was from his heart straight to humanity. This design of marriage between man and woman. The design of it came by way of God's creative Power. can you imagine that with the same like force and power and authority that he's like um dry land appear let there be light this is the same creative power when he put Adam to sleep and opened up his side and took out that rib can you imagine that's the same creative power that was involved when God created marriage, when he created this union. Now something that deep you can't just be thrown into that. And I just want to give a special shout out to everybody who got married before they knew Jesus and got, and now they know Jesus. And, he, and, and you're allowing God to process you and cause you to become that great woman of God that he created you to be while you're married. Let me tell you something. If I could just use this kind of language, you're the real MVP, okay? Because you have multiple personalities around you that you have to deal with while you have to deal with your own stuff (laughs) so i just want to say shout out to you girl do do it you're doing good glory to the name of the lord may he continue to strengthen you and process you through it all thank you jesus so god created the man and had fellowship with him he allowed the man to exercise authority and creativity in the world remember he was out there naming stuff and then God converses with the man, right? Because I remember reading Genesis. I'm someone who asks questions and I need answers for my questions. Okay. So I'm like, hold, hold, hold on a minute. Now, if Adam is the first man, hmm, how does he know anything about a mother and a father? How does he know anything about a, a, a somebody um, leaving their mother and father and cleaving to their spouse? Like, how does he know this? How does he know about becoming one flesh with someone? Well, clearly, and I asked the Lord this and God said, I told him, (laughs) it's very simple. I had a conversation with him before I knocked him out. (laughs) He didn't knock him out. He put him to sleep. He just caused, it was nice. It was peaceful. He didn't just like go flying back and just was laid out. Okay. It was nice and peaceful. He caused a nice deep sleep. I want to be making up stuff on Jesus. Okay, Jesus, you just put him to sleep. He just went to sleep really nicely. But God had this conversation with him. So God converses with the man and the Lord begins to tell him about the dynamic he was establishing, right? Like, Adam, don't worry. I know, you know, all you're seeing is like lions, tigers and bears and flamingos and all that stuff. But there's something greater coming for you. I have a companion for you. You're not going to be alone okay and who i have for you is not like anyone you've seen because remember what adam says when he sees eve he's like this this now this time this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He recognized her. So God is talking to him, right? And he's telling him about the dynamic he's establishing. He's like a helper, um, is going to come to you, Adam, and she's going to be your glory. And she's going to be the first mother. And you're going to be the first father. Y'all going to know each other. You're going to be one flesh and you're going to have children. And God explains to Adam all this about the children and Um, you know, this would give understanding to them knowing what God was saying when he says, I bless you, be fruitful and multiply. And God says, he's telling Adam, he's preparing him already before he even creates Eve. He's like, listen, these children are going to leave you and then they're going to cleave to their wife. Okay. They're going to cleave to their spouse and then they'll become one flesh. And this is how there'll be, um, Uh, continuity in your generations. This is how this thing will continue. This is how there'll be longevity for you. And you'll continue to live on portions of you, portions of you and parts of you in your children, in your offspring, right? How beautiful is that, that Adam had this time of fellowship with the Lord, that he was able to sit down and speak with him and converse with him and fellowship with him and exercise dominion and really find out his identity and God's perfect will for him and his family and his future before he met eve what look at what we're pulling out of genesis is this what god wants for us is this what god wants for the man and the woman to be able to have that good fellowship with us to be able to impart identity into us to prepare us for our futures and tell us what we can expect come on come on god would not have us ignorant come on here god is going to give you his best and I want to tell every woman that every woman that's waiting for a husband I want you to know that God is going to give you his best he's not just going to give you anybody you've been waiting you've been patient you are going to get God's best for you there have been so many times guys see if I could keep talking yeah there have been times where people told me listen you're not going to get this type of man or you'll never find a, a husband because of your standards or, you know, you're just going to get what you're going to get. You don't know what God going to give you, but whatever it is, it's probably not going to be what you're expecting. You know, um, so many people have said these things to me, multiple people. I'm telling you, most people be like, listen, I don't even think he look good. <laughs> I'm telling you, sorry to the husbands who listen to this. I, I probably didn't speak to your wife. OK, I probably I probably was not speaking to your wife. But some women will tell me, like, listen, I wasn't even, like, attracted to him or nothing, like. (laughs) But I want you to know that whatever the situation is, when you do meet your spouse, God is giving you his best, okay? God is always going to give you his best. He's not going to give you his worst. If you have allowed him to process you and you have allowed him to set you to the side and you didn't rush before him and just get with anybody, God has somebody especially perfect for you set to the side for you, and let me tell you something. The older I get, okay, we're talking about Miss Tiffany gonna be 34 this year. The more unwavering. Oh, he gonna have to be everything. I'm talking about he gonna have to be every. I done waited this long. <laughs> I'm not settling for nothing. I'm gonna keep my list, okay, y'all. <laughs> I'm holding out. I, 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 he gonna have to meet the standards. He's gonna have to meet the standards. And um, for me, my greatest standards on my list is that this person will be. A great example of Jesus Christ in a man to the children and the grandchildren um, that will come from us, that you know, our children and their offspring. That's really like the greatest. And there are um, personal things that I want in a spouse entangled in that. But with that said, I want him to be that great example of a man. Okay. I want him, you know, to do it all, to teach them, you know, how to. Listen, I'm not going to go into that because that's not what the lesson is about. But um, God is going to give you his best. God is going to give you the desires of your heart. And when you have this personal fellowship with God and this time alone with God, listen to me, he imparts into you what your desires need to be and cause you to go into alignment with his perfect will for your life. So everything that you want is only what God has want um, wanted for you and desired for you. Everything that you want is only what God has poured into you and imparted into you about this spouse anyway. It's so important for us to take some time with Jesus and learn what he is saying and um actually allow him to pour into you and i just want to say this because like i feel you right now and i hear you to all the women who are married and they're saying i don't even know if i married the right one listen that's not that's not what we're here for we're here for these spiritual and natural parallels so just bear with me as i deal with the sisters who aren't married but i'm edifying you too god bless you and your husband it's gonna be all right sis (laughs) It's going to be all right. Okay. And, um, God bless, God bless the man of God. And even if they're not where they're supposed to be right now, remember the Bible says the sanctified wife sanctifies the husband. So there is hope. There's always hope. Okay. Glory to God. It's a covenant and it's a beautiful covenant. And God is going to be right there with you as he's processing you together. And I even want to say that to the single people too. Don't think that just because you have a lot of time with Jesus that your processing is just done. He's going to be processing us and dealing with us and perfecting us all the days of our life, whether we are single or married. OK. All right. So um, although Adam had this intimate knowledge of what would happen, he had no active role in the creation of his wife. He did, however, had um, have one task. Um, And this task was to sleep. So Adam had all of this knowledge and and, he and the Lord, you know, they had all this beautiful time of fellowship, but um, Adam didn't have no role in this. Like Adam didn't have to go searching. He didn't have to go online creating profiles, stalking people's Instagrams and all that. Like Adam didn't have to do none of that. Adam just had to be in the will of God, that's all. And after that, he just had to wait. Wow, just wait for the Lord to bring her to you because this is what he did. And throughout scripture, we see this is what he does. Come on, especially in that um, culture, those marriages were prearranged. You ain't have to go looking for nobody. But when you got her, she was presented to you oh she became your favor your promotion and your glory thank you jesus so adam goes to sleep so he has no active role you know he's not god knows what he needs okay god sees what he's missing and god is going to provide adam with um with what he's missing and what he needs right So Adam has to go to sleep. He has no active role. He's not sitting there, you know, saying, okay, just use that much of my rib because I want her waist to be a little smaller than that. Like, nah, (laughs) Adam didn't have that type of role in it. He had no active role. All he had to do was submit and surrender to God and um, lay down and sleep while God did his thing with Eve. Now let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. So it's at that time that Adam was sleeping that God began to Form and fashion and design the woman oh my goodness god put adam um his glory adam was god's glory and god he said i'm gonna put my glory on pause and i'm gonna momentarily place him to the side so that i can have this one-on-one uninterrupted private personal and intimate time with the woman wow (laughs) Adam is on earth and he's operating in his authority and he and God they're conversing and they're having fellowship and God is like all right now I need you to go to sleep um um, he let him know what he was gonna do but he's like I need you to go to the side because there's somebody else and I need time with her I need to talk to her. I need to impart into her. I got to design her. I got to fashion her. I need to spend some time with this woman. She didn't even she wasn't even called that yet, okay? She was called the suitable helper. Adam gave her the name. You see how much respect God had for what he created Adam to do? Thank you Jesus. But God is saying, "I need some intimate time with this suitable helper that's in my heart for Adam." So this portion of Eve's life reveals God's prophetic purpose and timeline for his daughters. Before he presents us to the man, the Lord will spend time personally preparing and perfecting us for the visible, relevant, glorious position he'll place us in within the life of the man." See, you can't just be thrown into something just and just expect to be glorious there. No, no, no. That comes from the Lord. God has to impart a certain type of dignity, in love, in spirit, in class, in prudence, in wisdom. Come on, and kindness, and in fruit into you, so that when He does place you before the man, literally, um, when you go before that man, um, you can really be His glory. So God has to take you to the side and say, no daughter, you don't talk like that. No daughter, you don't think like that. No daughter, you don't dress like that. You don't present yourself to the world like that. No daughter, you don't act like that. No daughter, you don't watch that. He's preparing you to be a wife and a mother. No daughter, you don't eat that. No, you can't cook like that. Let me show you how to cook. As a matter of fact, (laughs) God will prepare you personally personally to be the glory of the man. He will show you how to take care of that man's body. He'll show you what should go into that man's body because we want longevity and good health in our husband. So we know better than just be feeding them fried food every night and not giving them vegetables and stuff like that. We'll know what a good proportion plate looks like um, for a human being who we want to be healthy. You know, God will take you to the side and he'll prepare you. And let me just pause here for all the women who are already married. This is called. This is what came into my head. I'll say into my spirit. On the job training. Sis, if you're already married. Okay. And you're still learning. Great. It's on the job training. Don't worry. When I get married, I'll still be learning too. Okay. Just let me let me minister to the single ones too. So we have this good parallel of of, you know, how Christ works with us, but also take this for yourself too. Okay. It's, it's for all of us. This is not just for singles. Okay. But I want us to understand that God prepares us for the positions that he has ordained us for. And so beautiful is the position as of uh, becoming a wife and a mother that God actually set his glory to the side and said, I'm going to spend time with the suitable helper. I'm going to impart into her. So guess what? When she was presented to Adam. She literally already had all the qualities. And capabilities that he needed. For someone to be his glory. She had it already. Okay. So um, as women. Okay. We do not find our identity. Through an intimate relationship with a man. And I truly believe. That's where so many of us get it twisted. Because we're trying to find our place with these. Regular men and we continue to be let down as long as we put anyone before Christ We're always going to be let down why because it's in Jesus I don't care if you're married or single that you live move and have your being you find your identity Through an intimate relationship with Christ not an intimate relationship with a man And so many of us put Christ off to the side because we are so Desperate for companionship. We're so desperate for someone to accept us. We're so desperate to have a new identity like, oh yeah, I'm not single anymore. I have a man. That's my identity. We're, we're so happy to just be able to say we're with somebody that we push Christ to the side. And it's in Him that we live, move, and have our being. It's in Him that we have our identity. We can have as many intimate relationships as we want. As a matter of fact, if it's not right and it's not God-ordained, these relationships are only going to be um, draining us and pulling from us and trying really to mar our vision and perception of who we are. So actually, these intimate relationships that we're having outside of the will of God with these men are pulling us further away from our identity we find our identity through an intimate relationship with christ jesus okay this means that we'll never have true authentic and lasting satisfaction with the man if we don't allow god to personally And intimately design us before we are presented to the man. That means, guess what? He can be the perfect one. Just like I was speaking about at the beginning of this. But if you don't allow yourself to find your identity through Christ Jesus. If you don't let him process you and heal you and all that stuff. You'll never be truly satisfied even with the man that God has for you. The satisfaction won't last. The thrill will wear off. There will be a void there. You have to allow yourself to, listen, abide in Christ. You got to live there. You got to make your dwelling place in him. Our earthly call may be to become a wife to a man, but our supernatural call, which is both present right now and eternal forever, is to be the bride of Christ. So it's so important that we have that intimate fellowship with him because through that fellowship, God is doing several things. And two of those things is he's preparing you to be a wife to a man and he is preparing you to be wife the bride of Christ. What you think all that deliverance is for? What you think all that pruning is for? All that changing you is for? All that helping you to realize, you know, who you should be and who you're supposed to be and helping you to walk into your purpose in in life. All that is not just so that you can be the suitable helper for the man, but it's so that you can step into your identity also as the bride of Christ. Turn with me to Revelation 19 and 7. Because some of us don't understand that, no, literally, we are called the bride, the wife of Christ, okay? This is who we are. Revelation 19 and 7, it says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. Then the next scripture says, um, and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen. She's dressed in nice, nice, um, clothes, nice fabric, clean and white. And the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Glory to God. Glory to the name of the Lord. So, um, it's deeper than just God preparing you to be a wife sis. So if that's all that you are getting out of this, and this is why this is both for married women and single women, because, He's not just preparing you, you know, to be a wife to a man or to be the the wife to the man that you're already with, um, that he needs you to be as he is, um, being developed and processed by God. This is also us coming into the understanding that we are the bride of Christ. And as we're being processed, God is doing multiple works within us. He is preparing us glory to the name of the Lord for that great day that we just read about in revelation 19 and seven. Glory to God when it says the wife has made herself ready. We thank God. Hallelujah. That as we are submitting to the Lord and allowing him to work in us and change us and do a work in us and um, impart into us that we are literally making ourselves ready for that great day. How awesome is God? So there was no way that Adam could be around during the creation of Eve. There was no way that Adam could like interject and be there like watching. Like this is how intimate this is to the Lord. And there was no way Eve could ever get who her God was, who her source was, and who her first love was misconstrued. See, God is still a jealous God. He was a jealous God back then. He's like, listen, Adam is my glory and I love him and all of that. But she's going to know I'm her first love. I'm the one who gave her 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 real identity. He may have named her, but I'm the one who created her. He wouldn't have had nobody to name if it wasn't for for me. She wouldn't be here if it weren't for me. So God, he said, no, no, she's not going to get this twisted. Adam has to go to the side. And this is something that happens if we don't know God before we meet our spouses sometimes we can make our spouse god and we can even allow our spouses to keep us from god okay But God was like, no, she's going to know who I am. I'm going to have an intimate relationship with her. I'm going to impart into her. I'm going to spend personal, private time with her without Adam being there. She's going to know who her source is. I'm the one that caused her to live. It's my breath that has animated her, okay? And she's going to know who her first love is. It's not Adam. It's me. It's Elohim. It's me. Glory to God. So God made sure That he was the first man that Eve knew, listened to, and loved. He was the first voice she heard. Okay? Glory to the name of the Lord. God, this is how much God loves us all. Okay? Are y'all hearing me? I pray that we get into that prayer closet and just take it serious that God wants this intimate fellowship with us. And I know, like, I hear some of y'all saying, like, there are things when I try to go into the presence of God that are blocking and I pray in the name of Jesus for your deliverance I pray for your understanding I pray that you find yourself in the will of God in the name of Jesus and I bind every demon that has built a wall between you and God in the name of Jesus and I command that wall to tumble and crumble now in the name of Jesus Christ I loose your ears I loose your heart in the name of Jesus, to be liberated, to hear from your God, your first love, your savior, your kinsman, redeemer, hallelujah, the last Adam. God said, I'm going to make sure that Eve, I'm the first voice that she hears. It won't be Adam's. I'm the first man that she knows. It won't be Adam. I'm the first man that she'll love. It won't be Adam. And that's what God wants for us okay and even to those who are married yes god is saying i want you to love me more than you love anyone else okay and it's through this perfect love and union that we have with christ that our other relationships are stabilized and that our life finds its 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 meaning okay and its purpose so um god wants us to know this that because there's so much focus on these kingdom spouses and all that stuff and god wants you to know You'll compliment his call, but he did not give you your identity. Your identity doesn't come from him. It comes from Jesus Christ. So of course you'll compliment his call. You'll go before him and all that stuff, but that's all God's design. And all those things are sustained. Through Jesus Christ, the Bible says it's by him that all things consist. Yes, even your marriage, you got to submit and surrender that thing to him and put him first. Love him more. You hear me? Let him be your first love. And if he was your first love and you feel like you got distracted, return to your first love. Remember from where you've fallen, be zealous and repent. Glory to God. Um, and so God is also saying, you know, you compliment um, his call, but he did not give you your identity. You were placed in his life, but he is not the one who... Put you there, okay? Don't get it twisted. He wasn't wise enough. If it were were up to him, he probably maybe would have been with the wrong person. Don't get it twisted. God placed you in his life, okay? You were placed there, but God put you there. Don't make it all about him. We got to make this thing all about God. We want God to feel just as loved as he lets us know we are, okay? You have a purpose in this person's life, but this person did not impart that purpose into you, God did, God does, and God will. So we have to make sure that we are completely surrendered and submitted to God because again, hallelujah, it's in Him, in Him that we live, move, and have our being. We find our purpose and our value and our identity in Him. Thank you, Jesus yes you are bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh but he had nothing to do with your construction do you hear me do you hear me you may be connected to him and all that that's nice woman but he did not construct you the bible says in ephesians 2 and 10 for we are the workmanship created in christ jesus unto good works and we know according to um John, the first chapter that it's by the word of God, that all things that were made were made. Hallelujah. We understand according to the word of God, that it's because of Jesus, that all things consist. God created you. My sister, God put the purpose in you. My sister, God gave you the family. My sister, God gave you the husband. My sister, God has given you and is giving you the identity. My sister, we have been created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works. That marriage didn't create you. Sorry, that husband didn't create you. Those children didn't create you. You've been created. If it's being done right in Christ Jesus and that marriage, the way you treat it in that husband, the way you treat him and those children, the way you treat them, that all flows from the way you've been created in Christ Jesus. And it should be good because we've been created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. That means that this is not a new plan. God has ordained this for you before the foundation of the world. This was before Adam, Eve. This is before you and your husband. God made you, created you, imagined you. And now that that you're here, you have to understand he's your sustainer. You have to make time for him. You have to allow him to continue to process you and pour into you as he's blessing you and giving you the desires of your heart. Okay. Glory to the name of the Lord. So it's a lot going on while Adam is sleeping. Okay. My sister, a lot is going on while Adam is sleeping. God is pouring into you. He's shaping you. He's molding you. He's designing you. He, he's constructing you. You are on the potter's wheel. As Adam is sleeping, you're gaining your identity, your your purpose is being imparted into you. So the time, the intimate time that we spend with our Lord and Savior is so important. And it is this time that is the precursor to whatever our destiny is. So even if you're married, even if you have children, I want you to know that that's not all there is to you. And God is still calling you into intimacy and personal, private Fellowship with him so that you are prepared for the totality of everything, all of who God has created you to be. Amen. Amen. So go ahead on. Glory to the name of the Lord and seek the Lord. This is what he desires from us. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Thank you for your word. It's holy. It's beautiful. We love it. We love you. Thank you so much for your manifold wisdom. Thank you for your presence in our life. You are sweet. You're beautiful. You look good to us, Jesus. You smell good to us. And we thank you that you're the last Adam. Hallelujah. Death came through the first one in life. Hallelujah. Came through you. we Thank you that we can live and move and have our being through you. Thank you for our identity that we find in you. Thank you that you've created us in you for good works. Thank you for teaching us to abide in you. Thank you for all the great, grand, wonderful, and good things that you have coming for us. Thank you so much for giving us understanding of who we are just in the same verses over and over, Jesus, in Genesis. We thank you for how deep and awesome and prophetic your word is and how deep and awesome and prophetic everything that you do is. We love you so much and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.